This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry St. Ledger Doncaster Preview. Uh, uh, this is a very exciting show because we've got our full artillery out this evening. Joining me tonight is John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Andy Richmond, uh, former racing TV pundit and professional punter currently, and also professional punter and professional racing tipster, is Quentin Franks joining us for the first time on Bar Stewards tonight. Good, e- good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> good evening. Evening all. Good evening. John, yes, good evening. So we're going to start the show off with a few um, little questions. The normal format for the preview show, if you've not listened before, is that we give our best three bets out each for the the meeting uh, with any other possible mentions also, uh, time permitting. And we'll also talk about the St. Ledger uh, at the end of the show just to see what what each opinion is uh, regarding the current market on the uh, final classic of the season. First question uh, then uh, tonight uh, posed for the uh, for the uh, panel here. Uh, Ian Davis says uh, he's a avid listener of the show. He says, "Could the ground be faster than anything Hurricane Lane has ever counted so far this season?" I'll start with you, Andy, on this. Uh, well, if they keep the taps off, I mean, if they keep if they keep. Um, and they're not exactly noted for that. Um, mm. And the weather forecast I've seen is somewhat changeable. Let's put it let's put it that way. So it could well be, um, but I wouldn't be completely. I mean, if you look at what he's run on so far, he has run on fairly. It would be the quickest he's run if they don't tamper around or we don't get any rain. Now. It looks like it's been fairly sunny today and tomorrow, but that rather nasty weather forecast I've seen for Thursday could drop a load of rain on Donny, which is a which is the imponderable. So we could do. Um, I'm not. I'm not so sure whether I. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to sort of go too near him anyhow. Um, I have. I have already, without preempting the end bit of the show, I have already backed one each way in the ledger anyhow. Um, which is short and silly, but we'll leave that to the end of the show. So, yes, he could do, um, but who knows what they're going to do with the taps or the weather. <laughs> Absolutely. Quentin, John, do you, do you think Doncaster this season has been a little bit guilty for um, over-egging the pudding, shall we say, in regards to, uh, to watering? Yes. Like you, you see it meeting in, meeting out there. They knock the top off. It takes a, a couple of mils to turn it soft. It's it's horrible ground there. It's a horrible course. It's horrible ground. Um, but I can see them. The, the only way you really get good, genuine, good to firm ground now is if there's rain in the forecast and it doesn't it doesn't rain basically. And there's there's bits and pieces. There's, bit, there's, there's bits and pieces in the forecast on Thursday. That's kind of. There was five mil forecast. Now that's disappeared. There's a bit on Friday forecast. I think they'll throw some down after tomorrow. Possibly. Yeah. 
yeah. and then leave it alone. But it's, it's good. I, fingers crossed, it's good to firm ground. Um, yeah. Which is something that he's yet to encounter. I think Timeform have the worst, well, the quickest ground he's had it being good. Um, ground would probably be a bit of a concern given the damn Gale Four. She was she was a mud lover, so um, he's got quite a rounded action as well. Uh, it'd be a nagging doubt, nagging doubt the ground for Hurricane Lane. Fair point, fair point, Quentin. Um, John, I mean, the the, the clerk has chucked on uh, 20 mils, including today, uh, prior to the first day. Obviously, we've got the saving grace that tomorrow is going to be uh, hotter than the sun itself. Um, so that might rescue the, uh, the, the cutting the tops off. I mean, what we don't want to see tomorrow, John, and especially you hear this, is, is all the uh, topsoil top coming up and... and that, that's that's not really what we want to see as racing fans, is it? I'm really sure we're saying he's chucked a bit on, wouldn't it, really, you know? Mm. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not so asked about the ground. I think the ground's the least of his worries. Um, the sister woman good to firm. I'm, I'm not too worried about him. You get away with it once anyway, with these types, and he's going further than he's ever gone before, so I don't, I don't think good to firm would be an issue. Um, yeah, I, th- I think there's other issues to be discussed later. Good stuff, right? Um, Joshy forty seven has been on. Um, he he, he um, it's his first first question, so I thought I'd post this because obviously it's Doncaster related, and he, he's he's put two 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 interesting horses for for us to just have a look at. Um, he said Devil Walla, uh, chaps thoughts for Thursday three forty five. It's twenty five to one outsider. Um, but looks a great bet to me. Uh, that's the David Lofnane trained runner, formerly with Rafe and Ralph Brothers, uh, <laughs> partnered by Oshin, uh in the saddle as well. Um, and Josh thinks Devil Waller really should 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 be probably shorter. And he also says about Andrew Balding's um, Hu Yamal that won the Convivial uh, in in very very good fashion. He really likes that for the Flying Scotsman, and he wanted our thoughts. Um, on those two horses' chances. So I don't know if any of you have looked at those two races in particular. If you have, um, uh, give me a shout now. What, what, what are we thinking on those two? Well, I had a look at Hilly and Mal. Um, it was a fairly close look at it when it won it. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised he's uh, going to the well again with this one. I've I got to an ideal type to stick away, actually, after it uh, Won the con reveal. I thought it still looked a little bit on the weak side, but you must be happy with this if you're going to go again. Um, too many stars, you know. I, mean, I couldn't put him off. So you, th- so you think he'd jump better, better next year? I think so. I think we'll make a three-year-old anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quentin, Andy, any any views on Devil Waller or who you mal? Well, the only thing I'd say about Devil Waller, I mean, he's stepping down in in um, class. Um, They'd won the, they put the old blinds on him first time out, last time out. Um, actually did best of the three that stayed more towards the stand side uh, when he ran last time out of Newmarket. That was in the King Charles the second stakes over seven furlongs. Um, never really looked like getting into it. I sort of ignore that run. If you take that run out, you'd give him some sort of chance. <clears throat> 25 to 1, you're not going to do yourself any damage if you can get that. I, I don't see that it's an obvious play, but fair play for sticking it up at 25s. I mean, to say you're not going to do yourself any damage. It's not a race I've got a particularly strong opinion on, to be honest with you. Like a um, 
just to sort of cover off a, a, a topic of sort of festivals, I mean, Goodwood is five days. You could probably fit that into three. And probably Doncaster, you could probably fit four days into two. Um, yeah. if, you took, if you took the majority of the, you know, the, the sort of some of these handicaps out, they're, they're you know, whether you, you know, they're a little bit too extended. I think the only two real festivals that stand on their own in this country um, of, of a flat variety are Royal Ascot and York, which are five and four days of superb racing. Um, the rest are a little bit, little bit tenuous, shall we say. Very fair comment. Quentin, any, anything for that on you? Uh, do you think there? Or? Uh, Devil Walla looked very much a two-year-old, small, compact type. I, I don't think he's gone forward this year, to be honest. Um, yeah. I you, you can't crab someone for putting up a 25-to-1 shot, so it wouldn't be for me personally, but uh, no. Um, I, I don't particularly think not he's well handicapped. Not, not for me. Um, the balding horse... I was surprised he won at York, to be honest. Um, being by Territoire, I thought he, he showed decent form on debut in, in the mud, and then he, he improved on it on fast ground, which I didn't expect, to be honest. Um, looks a knife to type, like John said, and will be better next year. But it looks it looks a decent flying Scotsman this year. I'm looking forward to it. It does, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a high standard of race for sure. If uh, you know, um, And like you said about um, the, the sire, uh, who you might obviously he's made a blinding start with horses on softer mm-hmm. ground. So like you said, I bet that took you by surprise. The fact that uh, on rattling quick, um, he managed to do that. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that he's a, he's a smart sort. But then again, um, uh, you know, obviously we don't know what the ground will be. Depends on thunderstorms on Thursday. But you know, if it's fast ground, it has to be a worry really on what we've seen so far. But we'll see. Um, good question, Joshy. Thanks, thank, thanks for that. Um, Woody uh, has been on uh, Andrew Woodman, a uh, good, good listener of the show, and he said, "Anyone ever been to the Crown Hotel at Bortry on Tomo's recommendation?" <laughs> John Lane, I'm coming to you first. <laughs> I did go in there once, but the first person I saw asked me if I was there on Tomlow's recommendation, and I left immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've ever been to the Crown Hotel at Bortre. I mean, you I'm not presuming. No, I haven't. I yeah, haven't. Everybody's been there. It's there, there in the Purple Dow, isn't it? That's, yeah. You go there before you've got the ledger. Well, yeah, yeah. I've had lunch there. There you go. Not on Tomo's recommendation, but I have had, I have had lunch there on a non on a non racing day. The only thing only thing to say that is if anyone hasn't seen that video of Tomo at the Crown Hotel in Bortree, I'm sure it'll be getting an air, an airing over the next next few days. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy to stuff Tomo's recommendation of the Crown Hotel at Bortree uh, with a hearty recommendation of the Purple Dar if you're into Latvian hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll confess I've been in the purple door, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> now we're getting, now we're getting somewhere. We're getting these warming up now. We're getting somewhere. Yes, yeah, so I've frequented the purple door. Um actually and I'm, I'm not going into it, but I got kicked out of the purple door as well. So there we go. That's good. Um, <laughs> uh, it is gone by. Fantastic. That's for Fantastic. another show, is it? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think we could do a we could do a certainly after the watershed kind of <laughs> show on that one. Um, great question, question, Woody. Certainly uh, got us going there. Right, um, we're going to move on to the best part of the show now, which is where you um, reach for the uh, pink or blue button 
on what we say. We've got hopefully three fancies each for for this for this meeting, um, and obviously I'll I'll start in reverse order. So we'll go for third best bet, second, and then first. So I'm going to go around now, and I'll start with Andy Richmond for his third best bet. Right. I'm going to go the handicap route as usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've got one for later with it being my sort of fourth best. I'm not going for the Legends race, by the way, although I'm fantastically pleased to see that Gary Bardwell is back in the Legends race. Always worth watching the old Angry Ant. The Angry Ant. Tomorrow. Um, but the third best bet is going to be in the, in the uh, Mallard handicap. Um, no, no, no. I, I need to correct you here. Oh, it is not the Mallard. Mate, I know, yeah. <laughs> What's it called it's, now? It's a, it's a scandal. This is a scandal. It's oh, called the Racehorse Lotto. Yeah. They can stick that as far as it'll go right up. I mean, I mean, as far as you can imagine it'll go, they can stick that title right up. It is the Mallard, as Andy says. It's right. correct. 315 at Doncaster. It's not the racehorselotto.com handicap. No. It is the Mallard handicap. Now, always watch out. that There's there's actually only one three-year-old running in this, and it's the kilts. Now, I'm not going to tip it, but just keep – you might want to keep it on side. That's Golden Flame, who's the sole three-year-old. Now, he's won this with the sole three-year-old represented before um, – which was time to study. So just keep an eye on the kilts runner there because he might stitch you. Uh, he might stitch you up because it is the only three year old. They used to have a really good record in this, um, and he's got five other runners in it. But that's not the one I'm going to put up. The Ebor was a, a or York form is a good um, a good guide to this, and unsurprisingly, or York form as a whole is wrong. But, but one that would have got into the Ebor um, if it had been rated a bit higher was Prince Alex. Uh, who I was quite impressed with with his Goodwood win. Now, he racked up five wins last autumn, now with Michael Bell. Um, he had four of his potential rivals behind him at Goodwood when he won over um, when he won there. He's only gone up £4 for that Goodwood win. The ground is a potential question mark because most of his best form is on soft or heavy. I think they may well pull him out if it isn't, uh, if, it, it doesn't uh, if it doesn't rain or we don't shovel a load of water on it. Um, Prince Alex will be my third best bet. If it does stay firm, then Shanro uh, from the Ebor, who finished fourth, the Irish Nuts and Hay Horse, um, would be the selection on good to firm. But Prince Alex, if there's any cut in the ground, is my third best bet in the what we are still calling the Mallard Handicap. Good stuff, Andy. So the Mallard Handicap, 315 Doncaster, that's on the... Um, Friday. Uh, Friday, yep, the yep. Friday, and uh, that's with cutting the ground as a provisio yep. is Andy's third best bet uh, of the meeting. Quentin, I'll move to your third best bet of the meeting, please. My third best bet of the meeting is Kingdom Come in the maiden, or well, novice, whatever they call them nowadays, on Friday. Um, I was humming and about him being my best bet of the meeting, Um but I'm not sure they'll run. I'm hoping they do because I think it'll take some beating in this. Um, they give him a Dewhurst entry and a racing post entry. He's come eight, eight for 14 on debut. Um, it doesn't really tell the whole tale. He was down the standside rail on a day at Newbury. I think at the two day meeting, there was just a bias towards the center. So he's came eight for 14, but it is strong form. The second's one since the fifth one since the sixth has one since uh, the 12th educator, I think, ran at Goodwood today. They they backed that into two to one. It 
probably the best horse in the race. Um, yeah, the he, got, he, got, he, got, he got got took on for, uh, for well, he tried to beat the Prescott horse Prescott and, yeah. and then got absolutely, yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the ninth in the Newbury thing, Galliac, that take that bounced out and that came second at Wolverhampton. Um, Ray Braden Star, I think it was, Roger Charlton, that that came out of the race and was given a quiet one at Kempton on Friday night. It just looked strong form. There was a stand side bias there. It doesn't look a deep maiden, to be honest. Um, a few have run in the most recent days. And pedigree-wise, the newcomers look nothing to shout at home about. Um, I think he'll win to be honest i think i think he should be favorite but he's come eight for 14 on debut so you can see him putting him in at six seven or one and then I expect he'll find his way towards the head of the market overnight and in the morning um on looks by them downs the best looker in the field that day he cost i think it's half a million and uh yeah it's, it's strong form I, I like him a lot fantastic so kingdom come obviously clive's often come on for the run a lot um you know for, for, for debut um I, I like your your notes there regarding the the, the track <clears> position <throat> obviously what wanny's the bigger bar stewards um yep. jimmy lindley that that came out and pulled harder than callum best and still managed to win uh at ascot so like you said the the, the four it looks it looks a decent Her, Her, herbert's reigns come out and won um so yeah it, it looks it look it looks decent form so that that's quentin's third best bet of the meeting that's kingdom come in the 110 at doncaster on friday that's the uh, cooper's marquee's maiden thank you thank you very much for that john your third best bet of the meeting please um i'm with my old mate from saturday actually carl Burr. i uh i quite like his bullet horse in the 145 tomorrow um, I'll be astonished if it's only an 82 horse. This was nicely back second time up at Sandown, didn't go a lot wrong, and then uh, landed the odds at Mussy third start. Um, came wide into the straight, challenge wide. Um, I think it's less exposed than most of these. I, I could say this finishing up 90 this year, and I think eight to one's very smart. Yeah, I mean. It's a fair shout because at Sandown, when it was uh, second to Westover, I felt mm. it was possibly on the worst part of the track towards the inside. And yeah, so, then at, so then at Musselburgh, I had a I had a lumpy bet. I know it was fairly short, but I just I couldn't see it beat, and I felt it was idling quite a bit. And the yeah. the one it beat the one it beat Divas Boy uh, came out uh, and won at Brighton this week. So yeah, you know, fair, fair shout. I like I like that. Uh, so that's bullet force for John. That's his third best bet of the week. Uh, currently, you can get nine to one about that. So if you fancy uh, bullet force with John, go ahead with that. Good stuff. Um, right. Okay. My uh, third best bet of the week um, is a little bit outside the box um, because that's how I like to think sometimes on the show. It's. It, it, I think sometimes it's important to give some somebody something that you know you can't really look at yourself. Um, and I've banged up, banged the drum about Charlie Hills targeting maidens. Doncaster for, for for some time, um, especially at this Ledger meeting. Um, Charlie has run three debutants at the Ledger meeting. Perennial in 2011 won at 12 to 1, ended up with a peak rating of 105. Glenard in 2012 won at 14 to 1 on, here on debut, uh, peak rated of 100. And Crossford last year uh, was third at 33 to 1 with a peak rated of 97 so far. So as you can see, Charlie obviously sends a nice horse 
to the ledger meeting that's that's making its debut. And Beaches is the one this week. I do believe trainers are a creature of habit. They like doing things that's worked before. Um, and it, it was under thousands of yearling. Um, and I just think Beaches, it, it, yes, it's a bit of a get up. And some will say, well, you know, this could this could be tailed off. But it's eighteen to one. And I think that's you know, like Crossford last was last year uh, I, on this very cast. I put Crossford up last year as a as an each way shout. I think it went about two to one on him running at thirty threes, and hopefully we can do the same again with Beaches at eighteen to one um, in the maiden tomorrow at Doncaster, hoping that that this is one of Charlie's better types. Um, and I, I I really do subscribe that it might be. So Beaches is my third best bet of the week uh, for the ledger. Okay. We'll go on to um, our second choices, uh, and I'll go in reverse order. Um, so I'll go first. Um, and my second best bet of the week goes in the uh, 140 at Doncaster on Friday, a very competitive flying Scotsman. Um, I took the uh, listeners' points of views on uh, who you mal in the convivial. Yep, I do, I do like what you're saying. But I'm with uh, one of my favourite cuts of meat at ribeye. Of uh, Marcus Dragonin, uh, Jim Crowley in the saddle. Indian Jim, you can't beat Indian Jim. Let's hope he's let's hope he's not going to India. He's doing another, not doing another one. Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, uh, so Ribeye um, is my second best bet of the week. He was a very taking debut. He looked very inexperienced to me, but still uh, came through powering late in impressive fashion. He was value for more. Uh, it was a decent time to boot. And the one he won the me that he thrashed in second, Boyan, of Martin Meads, is no mug. That had already run to 80 prior to that. So you, you you don't get many two-year-old debutantes thrashing an 80 horse that's, you know, that looks 80 the way that he did. Um, so, I mean, the fourth has won a nursery off 70 since. 70 should bring out about a little bit of improvement, I feel. Um, and I, I just think he's capable of running to three figures in, no problem. So ribeye. Uh, I think it's available around the seven to one mark at the moment uh, with uh, Indian Jim on board for the Flying Scotsman uh, on Friday in, uh, in the 140 race. That's my second best bet of the week. John, coming to you for yours. On Friday as well, and I'm going in the uh, Kazoo Handicap. I don't know what the hell this used to be called. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's Tim Easterby's Lampang. Um, I didn't think that got the best of runs at Ripon in the Great St. Lucy when it was quite heavily backed. But I did take note of that. So I thought it looked in absolutely magnificent condition. And it caught me eye again at Beverly in the bullet, which was catastrophically too sharp for it last time. Um, now, whether Tim ran it there just to give it a little tickle over, I don't know, but... To my mind, this horse is in tremendous shape, actually, despite the the icky farm figures, if you like. And I, th- I think it can certainly do some damage off 101. It's, it, it's a bloody good price, this, um, against some fairly exposed stuff, really. I mean, I, I, it, it sounds daft, this, but I was struggling to find dangers, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, well, that's conf- confident stuff. Yeah, sixteen to one available. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm really confident of a very good run. You know, and I just hope that Sil picks Bielsa and uh, we get thick <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Sill, I mean, he's not he's not bad at but the old gate jockey. I don't know, but I know what you I know what you're saying. Um, you probably don't, don't let me that gate gate jockey nonsense, like Donny, do we? No, 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 it's true. Um, I, I was on the uh, in the uh, St Wilfrid Small. They'd taken all my prices the night before the, the varmints. Um, so so I, I, I didn't have very much on, but they did me a favour as, as it turned out. But Lampang for John is his second best bet of the week there. The Kazoo Handicap, that's a 3.45 at Doncaster um, on the Friday. So thank you very much for that, John. Move on to Quentin's second best bet of the week after an impressive first bet recommendation. Quentin, your second best bet, please. Uh, my second best bet comes in the Phillies Nursery on Thursday, uh, 13.40. No idea what the race is called. Um, yeah, it's, it's a class two handicap, but it's, it's top weights, what, 82. Um, decent prize money on offer, yeah, but it doesn't look a deep race, if I'm honest. I kind of pulled apart a few runners in the race and don't like Prism. It's, it's by fast company, fast ground, likely. Summer's Day won a... Poor, poor Brighton novice in a dire time. Don't particularly like that. Um, the one that was interesting, I've got two that was interesting. One that's been the price has decimated, uh, which was Nat Valley. Uh, John Himes mentioned it. They put that in 25 to one first show, and that's now, I think it's eight, nine to one. Uh, that caught the eye. Step up in triple suit. Um, it was detached at Ripon and, and came home under tender handling. After after getting short of room on several occasions, uh, good closing sectionals for that. Um, Thick Dave doesn't ride that. Duran Fentiman rides it because <laughs> Thick Dave can't do eight two. Um, yeah. But the one I want on side is uh, the Rafe Ralph Beckett trained Dagui Francais. Um, I I actually laid her last time out on heavy ground. She's by Havana Gold, who's uh, progeny don't really do well on heavy ground. I think it's 4% strike rate, 0.43 actual over expected on, on soft and heavy. Um, yeah. c- compare that to good and good to firm 12% strike weight, 0.98 actual over expected. Um, so I expected her to underperform last time. She won well. Um, seconds come out and won a couple of races since. Um, extra half furlong will suit her down to the ground the way she was pulling clear on, on the fast ground and then on the heavy ground at Windsor. Um, so trip no bother. She cleared away. Um, seconds Frank the form. I don't think there's not too much not to like there. Um, I think she's been put in at five to one. Um, should be a little shorter than that. Maybe maybe three to one, eleven to four. That's what that's what I think I'd have her in at. Good stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah, like you say, totally concur because that 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 day when she ran and she was three to one at Windsor, I, I was hovering over the lay button. I, I didn't bother because I, I was struggling to sort of, I was looking at the pedigrees for yours and thinking, well, maybe nothing will go on this. Um, and and she, she was hating the ground for me, absolutely hating yep. the ground. So, and what, what you see, the amazing thing for me is uh, Rafe and Ralph's runners seem to get some very favourable marks. I mean, 78. 78 I, looks light. I think that's really light on what she's achieved anyway. So I think, I think, you, I think you could have spotted a very good bet there. Um, well, you, you, so, you look at the the first Windsor run where she's um where, when she won going away like she, that form's worked out okay. I'm, I suspect she'll be a, a ninety horse in due course, so there's a, a bit to play around with there. Yeah, no, I, I, yep, yeah, I agree. A great selection. So second selection for Quentin Franks is Dalkiri Francais. 
um, at around the five, six to one mark. Hopefully, if you can shop around uh, for the 140 at Doncaster on the Thursday, that's the six and a half furlong nursery Phillies handicap. Great selection. Now to you, Andy. The tips right. are informed from the weekend. Can right. you uh, give us a belter as your second right. choice? This is probably a bit of an each way chance, um, but in the very last race on Saturday, the five tens, so they're all getting out stakes. Uh, whilst you boys were shouting home cry turn on our day out at York. <laughs> I was observing the, uh, the sixth, indeed, who was making uh, his comeback from a very long time off, having his first run for Sylvester Kirk the Cat. Um, yeah. And um, uh, having been with Dominic many Fs Davis before Dominic how many Fs in Davis. Um, and um, I thought it was a really promising run. Travelled. If you look, watch the race, that horse travelled as well as anything throughout the race. Lost probably two or three places towards the end. Just blew up, basically. Um, I really do think it just needed the run to bring it on. Um, as one um, has run well before in these types of races, uh, that form has actually been franked. The eighth Irish Admiral has won since. A couple of others have run reasonably well out of the race. Nothing uh, that finished in the first four has run again, but it does look that it was a clipper logistics race, a heritage handicap. Um, and I think the lack of fitness just told and indeed looks a very, very interesting horse to me. Um, certainly the, the mark is running off is well up to winning off a mark of 102. I know it's tough in a handicap, but it just looked as though this run would bring him on. And I just thought at a price, he was just one that I would... And he'll go on any ground. He's run on soft. He's run on good firm before. I don't think that's going to be... They're going to have to worry about the ground conditions. They've given him a little bit of a break since York, so he hopefully won't bounce. Um, but he does look as though he's pretty much set up for another handicap. And he could probably, off that rating, he'd probably have a little go at listed or something like that with him. But... You know, fast pace, big field in a handicap. There's a few lurkers in there that we've seen, you know, a few horses that we know about, horses like Dance Fever, Cripe Turns um, in there as well, Irish Admirals in there, a few old favourites as well. Royal Fleet, which we've mentioned on the show before and ran very well at York. So it's not an easy race, but I just thought her price indeed was, was worth throwing in and it might be one for the old getting out stakes on Saturday. Of I mean, there's one piece of form that, that I'm looking at here that, I mean, it is fair enough, it's on every gram, but yeah. um, Lord North was the winner, Pablo Escobar second, yeah. um, with indeed third, uh, with six lengths back to Aquarium and Air Pilot. Hmm. Yeah. In the Seymour at Newmarket. Yeah, whether he's capable of that anymore, or he's, you know, open, you know. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, it's nice that you notice it travelling well behind Crow's turn. I mean, obviously, me and, me and John were just... Obsessed well, that's it. Well, you boys were honed in on that. I was thinking, oh, what's that going well in the old red and white colours there? And uh, yeah. it's a just... It was just one of those... He actually got into the lead about two out, if you watch the race back, and it's just one of those close home. He was looked after... Um, but he just seemed to just blow up, and I just think that you know there was no point in beating him up. The horse had been off 14 months. He was 40 to one, not really fancy in the market. I can see him coming on for that run, and as you can see from these runs in the past, he's been a pretty talented horse. And um, old Sylvester does um, slip one home in the handicap sometimes. And I just thought you know you might be you might be better off waiting until there's no prices at the moment. You might be better waiting until Saturday. The old extended places, and that seems to be a, a fair shout. 
Good stuff. Um, that's 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 a fair shout indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so that's terrible. Uh, anyway, so yes, yeah, so Andy's second choice of the meeting is in the five ten at Doncaster, uh, and that goes on the Saturday on the card. That's indeed. Ben Curtis has been booked to ride for Sylvester Kirk, and it caught his eye very much last time at York. You may want to watch that and then see what the prices are. But Andy's very keen on that. So good choice, Andy. Right, we come now on to our uh, bet very, very best picks, which is uh, obviously the, the flagship of the round. Um, trying to think who to go to first. John, I'm coming to you for yours. I'm coming to you for your best pick of the meeting. Well, this is going to set tongues wagging, I'm afraid, because this is a proper after-wild job. It's in the flying <laughs> shoulders, and... It's my old pal, the organiser. Ah. I was waiting to run in the gym crack, and Mr. Cute decided he was going to play it safe and go to Salisbury instead. Smart move, he got dicked at Salisbury. <laughs> so was, Bert, it, was, he, was he pulling a little bit hard, do you think, that day, when he, he got was, beat? He was doing a bit too much in front. Neil Callan's on again. Neil learnt from that. I think this drop to five furlongs and a searing pace will be the making of this lad. Um, I mean, watch the July stakes back. Again, well, Shane rode him that day, I think. He could have made his move at any stage of that race and then, then he got stopped and so on and so forth. And... I just think that this it, it it's going to make up into a proper sprinter at some point, and I think this will be run to suit like nothing else this year. I, th- I think he's played a blind issue in it in this, and uh, I'm really really confident of a big run. He hasn't messed about either. Zosheen in the saddle as well for you, John. Um, no. It's a juicy twelve to one. So John's best bet of the week is the organiser in the Flying Childers. That's a 2.10 race on the Friday. Uh, O'Shea Murphy, Joe Tweet for High Clear Thoroughbreds. And like like John's pointed out, was very keen last time out at Salisbury. Probably wrong track, wrong trip. And John's hoping that this strong pace that is usual in the Flying Childers will pay dividends. So good, good choice, John, for your best bet of the week. Um, Andy, I'm coming to you for your best bet of the week now. Right. We're going to go with the the shagging shirt. It's going to be out Saturday. Hurricane Ivor in the Portland. I've been after this horse all year, (laughs) and he has been so unlucky. Um, And, of course, he got caught up in the the photograph debacle at Sandown, then got beaten at Ascot when he was probably in the wrong place. Certainly was in the wrong place at Goodwood. Ran a fantastic race at York last time out. Um, just fits the sort of profile of a Portland winner. I think that sort of five and a half furlongs would just about suit him just about right. Just to give you a few stats on the race, the last 10 winners have all emerged from stall 14 plus. So I'm winging it on the draw here. And if he gets in, in boxes one to five, I certainly would be um, pulling the plug on him because they are stalls to avoid here. But otherwise, he fits the sort of profile. Seven of the ten were in the first five last. Seven of the last ten winners were in the first five last time out. Eight of the last ten winners carried over nine stone plus. 
all the last 10 winners uh, ran within the last sort of 46 days. Eight were returning within 28 days. He's had 24 off. Um, I just think he fits the profile of of a Portland winner. I think this is a perfect trip for him. He got just a little bit on the back foot last time out over uh, that sort of, it was on that trip that it was the trip they ran him over last time at, at York is almost, well, he's virtually the Portland trip. Do you remember they ran the Portland at York one year? Uh, I think it was 2006. And they, um, when when Doncaster was closed, uh, and they they stuck that race in as a, that distance in as a sort of thing, and he and he finished third in that uh, behind Copper Knight, who he just couldn't pull back. And I yeah. think Doncaster will just suit him a little bit better. They do come back a little bit more there, so I'm going to go with Hurricane Ivor, but I will give one a very good mention, and I'm really frightened of this horse, uh, Jawal, who's got a fantastic Doncaster record. I thought he ran an absolute blinding uh, trial for this race on Saturday at Haydock. Uh, when he came fourth with last year's winner, Stone of Destiny in fifth. Those would be the two that I'd be really frightened of in the race, and I will probably back both of those as well. But Hurricane Ivor, around the sort of eight to one chance, I think is my best bet of the meeting in the Portland, as long as he gets, hopefully gets a nice high draw, which I really do want. Uh, If he did draw those death low stalls like one to five, I'd be really worried. But um, a nice high draw, Hurricane Ivor, and the shirt may well be out on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Great, great, great tip there, Andy. So Hurricane Ivor for Andy in the uh, Portland uh, for William Agus. And the shirt may be out in the Crown Hotel at Bawtree. Um, <laughs> well, <don't, don't. laughs> anyway. Yeah. That could be the shirt out in the purple door. Um uh, Jawal, a good good point, Andy as well. Obviously, it's, it's a track. It, it does very well at this course, and it ran a very good trial at Haydock. Mondamedge deserves a mention because obviously that won the race, and that's mine and John's future triple figure horse, flagship horse for the Anthony Britton camp. I think Mondamedge could go well in that as well. But yeah, I'm surprised like said, to see Ostilio not entered for the Portland. Oh, just, don't. Uh, John was furious. <laughs> he, John, John was. I, I can't repeat what John said to me. Well, it's, it's before the watershed. Um, John was, was explicit. Because he was the service. other one that I would be looking for. Um, yeah. As long as as long as Mr. Morris doesn't ride it. I tell you what, if I'm in a parade ring before the end of the season with Midge, I will be creeping up behind him and he'll be getting a squeeze. <laughs> 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 Good stuff, yep. Ostilio, of course, he's obviously air gold cup bound. Air gold cup bound, I think, for the, yeah. For, for the midge. Um, Quentin, I'm going to come to you now for um, your um, best bet of the ledger meeting. Well, I'm hoping the shagging shirt will be off. It'll be off, he'll be through the purple door, and um, even Indian <laughs> drink, Jim will be having a few drinks. Um, I'm My best bet is in the Hippo Pro Free Handicap. Uh, which is what 16:05 Doncaster on Saturday. Um, yeah. I've gone for Majoran. It'll be it'll be favourite, um, but I hate the phrase group horse in a handicap. But I'm going to use it here because I think he is. Um, he's off 95. He's gone up 10 for winning at Hamilton. Uh, he, he went through the race like a 747. Uh, ben Curtis nearly put him through the rail two out. Still came still still came home to win by two and a half wickets. 
on the bridle, just hands and heels pretty much. Um, 10, 10 pounds isn't enough. Uh, it's a deep race numbers-wise. There's, there's, there's 20 entered, a few have entries elsewhere. But there doesn't look to be a lot of depth to it. You've got uh, Living Legend uh, from the Kilt. He'll try and make all. Good luck with that round. Doncaster. Um, yeah. Title, who looks an absolute rogue on fast ground. I think he'll be better on uh, easy ground. And apart from them two, I think they'll keep the price fair. So I'm hoping for five to two, nine to four. It'll be towards the head of the market, but it looks like one where you're going to have too much money on him. And uh, yeah, watch it from behind the sofa. Great, great stuff. So, so Quentin, I love his analysis so far. It's his debut on the show, and to be, to be fair, his analysis puts us to shame. Marriage ah, Far from it. <laughs> for, Indian, for Indian Jim. And, and and the famous shirt wearer, they might be in the purple door that evening. So, I mean, <laughs> anyway, Mario Jan is for Quentin's best bet of the week in the 405 Doncaster Saturday. That's the, I'd love to know, I bet this was called something very different. Hippie Pro 3 Handicap. It's terrible. I mean, the BHA on these names, I can't be doing with this. Anyway, so that's a great selection there from uh, Quentin. Uh, myself, my best bet of the week um, goes in the uh, Park Hill on Thursday. Um, she's a big price, and I I cannot believe the price, to be honest. Um, 20 to 1 with bet 365, 16 to 1 generally available. Um, and I'm with Pam Sly's Eileen Dover. Um, the reason being, obviously, I, I put this up last time out, it was a very, very strong bet. Um, I, I, can't, I can't believe the price. It, it doesn't make any sense because I think you can be certain prior to the last win, Pam Sly would have been relatively disappointed um, on the switch to the flat. I reckon she probably expected more. The fact is, though, she's literally been done for tour. She's been running over 12. They've been slowly run races, small fields, and basically, um, you know, it, it's it's a case of, she just didn't have the foot. She didn't have that that kind of foot. The minute they dropped her in class, stepped her up in trip to a mile and six, all of a sudden, that's where the improvement came. And 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 she won with any amount in hand. I think she turns around the form with free wind, uh, urban artist, golden golden pass, and yes, yes. Well, I'm not saying I'm certain she will. I'm saying she's a very good chance. But this is one mile, six and a half furlongs. That's two and a half furlongs further than these steadily run races that she's been asked to sort of been held up in you know, trying to make ground and can't do it against, you know, quality flat animals. So this is where I draw the line. And I say 21, 20 to one is absolutely enormous. It needs a decent bet. Um, I'm thinking probably half this, maybe even just slightly shorter than that around the eight to one mark. I'd be thinking Pam Sly's thinking at the start of the year with her star bumper horse, that this horse would have been, this, this could have been the absolutely long-term target, the Park Hill. I reckon she's probably thought that. And as I said, the, the trip, the trip's right, the track's right, the ground won't 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 matter. Good to soft. In fact, I probably prefer a little bit of cut to be honest, but because it might slow down the the, the, the better ones. But but I, I'd still be happy on good good to firm. It wouldn't bother me. I think Eileen Dove's a, a class act, and uh, she represents my best bet of the week at a rather large twenty to one. So that clarifies all our selections for the week, but. Of course, there is one matter that we've none of us have have tipped in, and it happens to be the final classic of the season, uh, which is the St. Ledger. And 
I mean, it's possibly a shame that uh, we are uh, looking at a, a short price favourite for, for the race. It'd be nice to have a competitive affair, but nevertheless, um, it is what it is. Uh, Hurricane Lane goes there as a short price favourite. Chaps, is there any way we can give punters something to maybe hang on to in the St. Ledger? Something for the weekend. Can we do it? Stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, if nobody's going to go, I'll put my hat into the ring then. Go on. Um, as you're well aware, and as regular listeners will be well aware, I have a theory about Aidan O'Brien in the Derby. And I think if these five turn up on Saturday, we'll have a similar scenario. Um, some of these are going to get wasted. He'll send two forward. And he'll sit two in the middle. And he'll sit two at the back. And the favourite will be in a bit of a quandary because we want to have a chase, or stick, or twist. Mm. And that is his big problem on Saturday. It's not form, obviously. He's got the bait of everything in this. But the big problem will be tactics if all them Aidan O'Brien horses turn up. Um, he's got Carlisle Bay there. I mean, Christ knows why you'd be running that unless you're going to use its speed, you know. I mean, it palpably failed to stay last time. Why would you leave it in? That, that's going to last, surely. You need a stretcher turning in. Um, <laughs> you know, you've even got the fetus there with one in. The fetus? Mm. Throwing another spanner in the works. Interpretation will probably sit midfield, high definition will sit at the back, probably with King of the Castle. Um, so Wilkin will be the other midfield one, and the, med- the Mediterranean will take over from Carlisle Bay at the crown of the bend. Now, where Buick sits, God knows. I, I wouldn't like this problem if I was him, because the Mediterranean will probably keep going. Um, yeah. Will he look to one of the others to give him a tour to catch it, or will he have to go himself? Because if he does, I think he'll have he'll have two start in him, and one threatened to be good last year, but has been shit this year. So I don't know, but that's me theory anyway. I think he's got a headache on his hands. It's interesting, you know, like like you say, Johnny. If if Coolmore do to do run all their uh, their entries. Um as we saw before with Serpentine and we've seen in past derbies, there's been some funny, funny outcomes um in terms of pace of the race and, and you know uh Podrick Beggy winning derbies, you know, on sixty six to one chances and you know it's like you said that was a swing. Not... I won me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know the, it's a fair point you make. This is something that's possibly overlooked by the, 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 the betting public, the media. Well, I think the, it's seriously overlooked yeah. by people with chances in these big races. I mean, when you came to the five-day stage for this ledger, you're not telling me that that was the only one that golfing had in. They could have shoved another couple in just to spoil the old Brian's face, right? But they, yeah. they haven't given that any thought. Mm. No, it's fair, fair shout. That's a real, real good shout if you put it on the ledger. Just, just keep an eye on those decks, folks, on the Thursday. Just keep an eye. 
Um, uh, Quentin, uh, Andy, any, any any thoughts on the ledger from your angles? Uh, well, I, I did have a little dabble on one on Ottoman Emperor, who I think is a reasonable sort of. It was just a sort of each way share because I thought he was definitely sort of he was going there, um, and that would be the one that I would put up a, against him. Um, Johnny Murter is say he's done all right. He's done a favour over here the last year with Sunny Boy Liston for me. The form is sort of it's there, but again, I agree with John here. This could end up being a right old mess up, couldn't it? Really, um, it's not a race I really want to play. And I just had a small play anti post on Ottoman Emperor in, in case anything happened to the favourite. And I thought it would probably shorten the the interesting one out of the O'Brien mob for me is the Mediterranean, who was staying on again after cutting out the the running at York last time out, but. I thought that Ottoman Emperor was probably out of all of them, bar Hurricane Lane, was the progressive horse um, in that sort of form line. But it could end, as John said, it could end up being a right old mess. This and um, poor old William Buick. I don't know whether he's going to, you know, stick, twist, bust, or you know, where he's going to be. But I wouldn't. And the, it's got the best form. Would I want to back it odds on? Probably not. I could even see it drifting a little bit on the day and say the ground's probably the least of his worries. It's the uh, it's the team tactics that he should probably be watching out for. But as I say, I've had a small play on Ottoman Emperor uh, each way and you post and the Mediterranean out of the battalions of the O'Brien mob is probably the, mo- the more interesting one. It might be one of those to look at the sort of each way markets without the favourite and stuff like that and have a play around with that. Sometimes that seems to be one of the markets that the bookmakers have a little bit of variety in, shall we say, at the moment, instead of being the same price across the board. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Quentin, your thoughts? Favourite looks solid. Um, I think Andy, Andy hit the nail on the head with kind of playing it, maybe maybe to place markets, trying to find something at a price, uh, just to creep into the frame, the three and four place markets. I was interested in Saver Forest. I thought she'll get the trip, no bother, but she runs on Thursday. I think she runs now. She's been declared there, which is uh, unexpected. Um, I'll probably play Scope. Have a, a few a few quid on on Scope in the three and four place market. Uh, I think you'll get the trip. Um, team tactics. It's going to be run at a good good gallop. Rafe Ralph's not stupid. I think he'll just sit chilly and and, and try and pick up the pieces and and, and go from there. Yeah, that, that's how I'd play it. Good stuff. Um, yeah, Phil the Bagshot's been on, and he said, uh, remember you putting up Merger Star for the Derby at a whopping price? Um, do, you, do you have any sort of uh, outsiders for this? Um, uh, just what Quentin said, really, um, if the ground came up on the soft side of good, I would be looking rather... Uh, very attentively at the place markets for scope. Um, it's a rounded action. Um, I, w- I, I, I think he'll get away with it over the, the mile and six and a half at Doncaster, uh, with a long straight. As long as it were, wasn't too rattling quick, I think scope gets away with it. Um, but I'd be more confident if scope had a little bit, you know, good to soft. Let's say, the, say those thunderstorms came on Thursday and, and and poured a load of load of rain over the Crown Hotel and the Purple Door and the, you know the the works really. Shut the Crown Hotel um, at Bartry. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere, just everywhere, just just everywhere, just 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 created 
floods like like the ark the ark noah's ark anyway sound like partridge um but yeah so so in reply to fill the bag shot i'd be with scope if there was a little bit of juice in the ground because there's one thing that horse will do and that horse will stay well and where others just will not and i i could see that picking up the pieces late for a place bet at, at maybe big odds so that's 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 my answer to that. The same as uh, as what uh, Quentin said regarding scope. Right, we hope you've enjoyed this show. Um, we certainly have. Um, we've given you our very best for the week, and hopefully, it will uh, give you um, some profit for the week. Uh, we've we've got an interesting show on Friday because we've got a mixture of expertise and and complete absolute. Oh, disgrace. Ginger Hitler returns on Friday. Uh, it's just, I mean, anyone, our listeners will be down on Friday because, I mean, the Ginger Hitler's no good. We've brought out the artillery artillery for today. We've had, we've had Quentin, uh, Quentin's expertise, Andy's expertise, John's expertise. And on Friday, we, we, we I don't know why we're doing it. We're wheeling the Hitler out. We, we, the, we could have a knife fight. We've got the ginger Hitler and a former member of the Intercity firm live <laughs> from the Crown Hotel at Bartram. <laughs> In fact, we'll market that. We should do this. We should do this. We, we, should, we should go to the Crown Hotel at Bartram um, and record live. I um, go to the Purple Door. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably barred these days. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Nick Davis will be on. Um, he's a he's a great judge's Nick and a, a lovely fellow. Um, you know, even though he was a former member of the the West Ham. You still let him anyway, Mayor Stanley knife. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and bringing Stocker back, it's a disgrace. The Ginger Hitler, I, I can't have this. Um, like I said, going from this show to that. But anyway, we're back on Friday with a tremendous show. Me, John, Nick and uh, Chris, the Ginger Hitler. Um, big thanks tonight to Quentin for, for, for his first show. Brilliant debut. Um, Andy, as always. John, it's been a pleasure. We hope we have a great week. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>